The wild card weekend is coming down. The Chiefs play late, and it's getting colder by the minute. What's going to go on? And is the last playoff game we're going to see Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey today on Lockdown Chiefs Live? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. It is prep time for your wild card weekend, a late game on a Saturday night. We're going to give you everything that you need to know. Welcome to the show. This is the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform, starting with Lockdown Chiefs YouTube channel, where we are right now, and we are live. If you guys would click that thumb and like this, we would appreciate it. Hit the sub so you're one of us and get that bell turned on so you get the notifications. That will always help. Then go over and get on Spotify and get on Apple and get on all the audio podcast sites because we're available on every platform for free five days a week plus and you can get in on our text line at 357-8781. We have a great show for you, and we have a lot to go over. We're brought to you by Game Time today. And if you want to get to that game or any of the others, uh, download that Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On. That's going to get you 20 bucks off of your first purchase. It's last-minute tickets. It is the best prices, and it is guaranteed. So check that out today. Uh, Tyreek Hill coming back to, to Kansas City. Uh, the injury news. There's all kinds of factors going into this game. We're going to cover the keys to victory as well as our predictions later in the show. Tackling Tua's targets, uh, as much alliteration as I could get in there uh, in terms <laughs> of what they need to get done. Uh, that's going to be coming up in the second segment. But right now, this is a team that needs to get after it. It's been a difficult season, a frustrating season, one that has led to a lot of speculation for this team. And before we get into who's in, who's out, and who's healthy, today, it required a statement by Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey that, hey, uh, I'm not retiring, said said uh, Coach Reid. And, and Travis said uh, he intends to play next season as well. So uh, all the, uh, the swift uh, conspiracy theories out there, nothing's happening. This is about winning a ball game, coming back next year, doing it again. And probably oh. doing it again is probably their, their exact focus. I feel yeah. better about that. I'm, I'm a little sad it had to be said, though. Well, they were asked, to be fair. I think both of them were asked the question from reporters. And I get it to an extent. Like, you have to ask the question. I mean, look at what's happened in the league. I mean, you know, and, and college football, too. Saban and Belichick gone in the same week. Pete Carroll gone. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not a situation where you're going to have that type of thing for Kansas City, but you're still talking about some big names that are just gone from the jobs that they've been having for ever. So the thought process in, in last year, it was talked about that Andy Reid was possibly going to retire after the Super Bowl. To be clear on what he did say, he said, you know, he is old, but he's not quite that old yet. <laughs> but he's not that old. That's that's his sentiment. And Travis said, you know, he has no intention of, of slowing down. He loves what he does. Uh, and he continues to love what he does. So I have no qualms about what either of them have said. I expect both of them back in Kansas City next year. Uh, obviously, things happen, things change, but uh, it sure seems like both of them want to be here next year, and I can't imagine a situation where they're both not with the way they talked about it today. Well, personally, I love what he does too, so uh, let, let's keep that rolling. Yep. Um, and, and honestly, and how- taking <laughs> – Go ahead. I was just going to say, how big is it when he's actually going to be healthy? Because he's still not there this year. He's going to get there in the offseason, but it's going to be a huge difference when he's actually fully healthy. And I don't want to get into 2024 too much, but the other reality of it is, is that all the struggles that they've had this year, and 
you cannot tell me that Brett Veach hasn't watched what has been going on and there isn't going to be offensive weapons that are going to be added to this team that are going to be helping them to not deal with what they've been dealing with this year. It's going to be a different team. You have to hope so. I mean, there, there's no other way around it. But you, you get to whether there's help next season or not. Right now, it's about being healthy. And I think despite what uh, some folks had some concern last week, I'm glad to see um, that Travis Kelsey took that time off. I, I personally would have would have suggested trying to get that record uh, and really just make that a clean sweep. But you know, all power to him. I think he needed the rest more than he needed the record. And that's what it comes down to. So that extra rest, I do feel, um, given that it's been one of those injuries that was pretty significant early and he's just been dealing with it all season, I think that sets him up to be in pretty decent shape uh, and hopefully feel as though he's restored a little bit, uh, given it's going to be a challenging ball game. This is going to be difficult. It's going to be very cold, sub-zero temperatures at kickoff. Um, and anybody who's been dealing with a nagging injury like that, it's going to be difficult to stay warm. It's going to be difficult to get warmed up and be ready to go. So I think that extra rest helps him, and I think it sets the table for trying to get a few things done. There are a, a significant group of injuries. Travis Kelsey is not listed among them, so I, I find that as a great takeaway. But Wani Morris is out of this ballgame. As we saw with his concussion last week, uh, we were skeptical about a shortened week trying to get through the protocol. He has not. So he will not be playing. It will be Donovan Smith at left tackle for your Kansas City Chiefs against Justin Houston, as well as Melvin Ingram. Uh, it's, a, it's like a hometown hit parade of uh, AFC West, former AFC West pass rushers. Um, <clears throat> that said, Donovan's experience, I think coming back, hopefully he, he should be well-rested and fresh legs, et cetera. Um, maybe not the optimal situation, but one that you can make your hay with. And, and I do feel like it sets them up to be able to roll. For the Kansas City Chiefs, two questionable designations come in with Justin Ross and Kadarius Toney, uh, both of which you would like to see uh, come a little bit farther. Ross didn't practice one day this week, so he did make some progression. Uh, it was light practice for all week for Kadarius Toney. I, I think if they need to put him out there, they will. I don't know that they feel like they have to push that. So, Everyone else practiced. Jamar Connor, uh, Jawan Taylor. Everybody that I might have been concerned about was out there, was recovered, and was practicing. So I feel good about that. You can't say well, that about the Miami Dolphins. No, you can't. And really quick, I mean, you look at Donovan Smith. He was a full practice on Thursday. Lajarius Sneed was a full practice Wednesday and Thursday. And you're absolutely right about Kadarius Tony and, and Justin Ross. But I would argue that both of those guys are, are guys that the Chiefs can win without. You start looking at Miami's designations and, and the guys that they have on their injury list, uh, they have designations of questionable or, you know, you know they have out. Xavier Howard's not playing in this game. Uh, that's a big loss for them. It's not as big as as some of the other guys that they have. Uh, you know, I think Jalen Waddell is, is somebody that could be a huge loss if he's not able to go. But one of the things I talked about on the crossover with Kyle yesterday was you start looking at guys like – uh, and it applies to all of them, but you look at guys like Tyree Hill, Jalen Waddle, uh, those types. Uh, Kadarius Tony is going to be another one. This bitter cold is going to be even harder for those types of guys because they're going to have to stay warm, keep their legs and their hamstrings warm, which is so big into what they do and their threat on the field. That is going to be a problem in this game. Absolutely. Um, that's going to be a challenge, indubitably. Obviously, Raheem Mostert also questionable in this ballgame. 
We talked a little bit earlier in the week about Devin Aceh, uh, who, who would be able to take over for him, but that's still a loss. And then I think the one that we haven't spoken about, and, and it's his designation on the official uh, report is, is what brings it up to me. Javon Holland is questionable. Has had, uh, just two weeks ago, I believe, three weeks ago, had a, a giant interception return. E- enormous. Yet now he did not practice all week long. His list is questionable with knees, as in multiple, not a knee. And then I, I find that concerning. So, uh, you know, three guys in the secondary out uh, or questionable right now. Jalen Ramsey uh, did have light practice this week, but he will be in the ball game. So it certainly makes a challenge for some of the Chiefs wide receivers and the guys that are trying to get open against that secondary. They, like Tua's targets that we're going to talk about next, they all have to try to stress that defense to the best of their ability and get after it. Who can get that done, and how do the Chiefs go about defending as well as supporting their pass catchers? That's going to be coming up next. Game time is one of the best ways to go find tickets to this game. If you're still looking for tickets to go to the game in Kansas City, go check out Game Time. You see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds and with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help save you money on tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As we talked about in the first segment here on the Locked On Podcast Network, that means your team every single day on here, YouTube, as well as the audio platforms. What it brings me back to is that these are two very separate, but I think parallel groups of pass catchers in the pass game. Um, Tua is, is not, I would not call Tua as, as mobile as Patrick Mahomes, but has had an, an exemplary season, particularly for him. Uh, I, I do think he shocked a lot of critics this year. Obviously, Tyreek Hill pushing the boundaries of what a wide receiver can do has been banged up and still is at this point. But his homecoming, it's a lot of emotion and a lot of guys that have had some highs and some lows. How do the Chiefs attack that? Whether Jalen Waddle's out there or not, I think that is a significant difference. But as we saw them do in their first meeting in Germany, I do think there's going to be concerted effort to keep somebody, uh, you know, up in Tyreek's face, as well as over the top of him so that you're uh, effectively bracketing him, but not allowing yourself to get too drawn in so they can cut away from you like he does, even though he's got some lower body injuries right now. I think that's probably the staple of the day. The question will be, how many guys do they dedicate that to it? And it's not going to be Brian Cook, who had a big game in Germany. It's going to be Jamar Connor. What does that do to the difference for you? It makes it, I mean, I think it makes it more difficult. You're trusting a rookie to have that type of speed going up against him, and that's going to be a huge, uh, he's got to be lights out all day long. I mean, you cannot miss with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I do think that there's a little bit to the fact that you're going to have Jarius Knee probably traveling with him all day long. I do expect that. Uh, as you saw in Germany, he was traveling with Hill most of the day. 
and I do think that that's going to be their focus is they're going to try to get in Hill's head. They're going to hit him early. Uh, and that's probably something that could also have an effect on Hill, just because if you think about how cold the weather is going to be, it's going to feel different taking a hit in this weather than it would if you're playing where it's 60 or 70 degrees warmer than what it's going to be in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, it's almost going to feel like negative 20 when there's when the ball gets kicked off. Uh, and that's going to play into all of this. I mean, you start talking about tackling to his targets. I mean, you know, I don't know how many targets he's going to have that day. And I don't mean because of injury. I mean, simply because I don't know how much they're going to throw the ball. I don't expect him to throw the ball more than 20 times in this game. Maybe they do. Maybe they surprise me. Or maybe a lot of their passes are, you know, short of, you know, under five yards or behind the line of scrimmage. And they're trying to get their the ball to their playmakers in space. Uh, that I could see, but with the temperature, the way it's going to be catching a, a football at that temperature is going to be difficult and it's not going to feel good catching it regardless. So, uh, and holding on to the ball and, and ball security is a huge thing going into this game. I, I completely agree with you. Now, Vic Pangio is going to come up on his side of the ball with some ways to try to force some of that. Jalen Ramsey looks, my guess is that he's going to play. He's mostly going to line up on the right-hand side. That's that's what we know from their scheme. They're going to play six. They're going to play cover nine, which means you're going to have a mixed look of at least a too high look that shifts to a, to a single middle uh, where they play a half of a field defender and two quarters. Uh, that's a standard six. A nine's going to be the reverse of that. You're going to start in a three and really move to what is a four. You're going to be able to shift around and disguise all of that. So whether it's three defenders in the back, four defenders in the back, how you're inverting as you do those rotations, a lot of new, I think, is what the Chiefs are going to see because of what they were able to do in Germany. But they're not going to have everyone out there. Without Javon Holland, who I think is the key to that defensive secondary, we have to figure out how they're going to stop the Chiefs' offense because I don't expect Jalen Ramsey to follow Rasheed Rice around. I just don't see them making that kind of adjustment. Fangio has done it a few times in the past, but I, I don't think it's, it's something that is going to allocate uh, on his playbook to do that for Rasheed Rice. So how do you get the matchups? What kind of routes do you run knowing that you're going to get some cover four, you're going to get some cover three, you're going to get some six, you're going to get some mixes, you're going to get some pattern match, a little bit of everything. It's about the secondary targets for me right now. Let Rasheed do his thing, take the attention that he deserves. You're going to see MVS, you're going to see Watson, you're going to see Richie James. Those three in particular have to be able to settle down and recognize the zone that they're running into and be able to stop. That's job number one for those guys so that the Dolphins have to try to figure out how to tackle the Chiefs pass catchers. Yeah, and the other thing that plays into this, and I know we're talking pass catchers, but the reality is is when you're talking pass catchers, you're also talking about pass rush because how much time do they have to you know throw the ball? That's going to play into this. How how are those guys that they just brought in? Uh, Melvin Ingram obviously has been there for a month, but you got Justin Houston. You, you have uh, the other guy that just brought in. Um, God, I'm spacing on the name right now. Uh, Bruce Irvin, you have those two guys. You have Emmanuel Ogba. Those are your pass rushers. That's not who they had in, in Germany. Uh, and yeah. if you go back and you look at Germany, it was uh, – I can't remember if it was Jalen Phillips or if it was Bradley Chubb. One of them forced a fumble, which led them to their first points of the game. That is all going to play into how this game is going to go. And you start talking about pass catchers. Well, now you have a situation where – I don't know that Mahomes isn't going to get three or four seconds in the pocket at times because I think you have to feel pretty good about being able to hold up against that pass rush uh, and being able to double a guy like Christian Wilkins. That gives the guys that you're talking about having to catch the ball more time to 
figure out where they need to go in zones or beat their man if they're in man coverage. Uh, I think that there's a lot to be said about the Dolphins' pass rush and how much it's going to hurt not having some of their – obviously it's going to hurt not having their star players, but not even really having guys that I think you, you would feel great that they can get you know after the Chiefs tackles, which has been a place where they've struggled. Yeah, I, and all that freshness – to the, the the concept, uh, especially for well, that's for a great in, point, in Justin Houston. You know, yeah, it's difficult to walk in. Well, yeah, learning that in what a, a week for Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin, uh, knowing that you have to go back into Arrowhead in the cold, and you're not going to be able to hear like that. There are certain things that within the timing of the defense, as you approach the line of scrimmage and you understand you're trying to make a read, make an adjustment, see what the guy across from you is doing. All that feeds into a time and a tempo, and especially it gets thrown off because everything gets elevated speed-wise and intensity-wise in the playoffs. And then the intensity gets ramped up by the crowd as well. That's certainly going to happen in Arrowhead. Uh, one of these players knows that pretty pretty well. But yep. it's not the only thing. They have to be able to be disciplined, and the Chiefs, in return, have to be able to be methodic. What we saw against the the Cincinnati Bengals – we're going to throw out last week against the Chargers because it just wasn't representative of what they have to do and what they're capable of doing with this group of players on the field in this ballgame. You have to go back to just the straightforward nature, running downhill, passing downhill, using the horizontal action of the offense as a changeup rather than a base. And I think that is key. I expect to get an impressive outing from the defense it's about the offense taking advantage of its cues especially in the secondary to try to get those things done yeah no i don't disagree and i think that the other thing is you start looking at the chiefs offense and attacking that miami defense uh pacheco specifically i think is going to be a guy that you can use both in the passing game and in the running game but the way he runs the ball is going to be something that i think is a huge deal i mean because think about how hard he runs uh, you can't say that about Moster. You can't say that about uh, Devin Chain. They have great talent and they have different ways of doing things. But the punishing style that Pacheco is going to be going at defenders at and the other side of it for him is the punishing style he's going to be getting in return when he gets hit. Uh, it all is going to play into this. So uh, I think that the running game is going to be huge in this uh, for Kansas City and probably for Miami as well. I just think that you look at this game and – uh, it's not going to be what most fans would like to see from the Chiefs and the Dolphins, but that's the reality of the temperatures that they're going to be facing. Yeah, it, it certainly is. You have to be able to get hot when it's cold. And how do you do that? What are the must-have keys to getting this job done? We'll give you our predictions coming up next as well here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And I know we're all super hyped, and it's playoff time of year. Uh, despite the cold, I know that goes a long way. And uh, it is an escape for a lot of us to get wrapped up uh, and take us a breath from our daily life. Uh, there's all kinds of flu season going around. Everything is kicking up here. Right now, you might be looking for antibiotics. I would not like to have the idea that I couldn't get that if my kids got sick or something like that. So I want to get into the supply chain and be prepared. That's my number one goal, especially this time of year. Thankfully, it's easier to do that thanks to our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Case is five antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial infections, everything you can imagine under the sun, anything you get from a daycare and those kind of things, anything that could happen to you and your family. It's super easy to get prepared with them. It's at jacemedical.com. All you have to do is go there, complete 
a physician encounter. You're going to be reviewed by a board certified physician, check your medications, everything about that. And they will sign off on getting you dispensed for these antibiotics by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared, especially as this weather gets a lot colder. So check out today at Jace Medical and use our code LOCKDOWN for $20 off of your offer. Must-haves or must-haves or must-haves, and you must check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 feed. I think you guys are going to dig that. We have a lot of exciting things coming for you in 2024. Some of them are the 24-hour feeds that give you all our shows constantly on a rotation. You'll find us there pretty often, so make sure you check that out. I am excited about that, and I'm excited about this ballgame because I think as the frustration of the season has gone on, now this is what it's all been about. And I do think that there is a factor for this coaching staff about being prepared, metering yourself out so you get to this portion of the season. You still have gas in the tank. I do think that is part of the equation. And now I think it's where the reins start to come off. I had hoped it had been a few weeks ago, so we weren't playing guessing games. And we weren't worried about, is Kadarius Tona going to play? Are they going to be able to, to throw the ball? The key for me right now is to keep your offense on track. That means the quick leaning on the run as much as they have lately, giving some balance and attacking downhill, going at your opponent. Those are all the keys to running this offense the way this version, this year's version of this offense has to run. Well, and I think it goes further than just, you know, running at the right times and passing uh, when you have the ability to, it, it, you have to be successful. Uh, the one thing you cannot do is you cannot get behind the the sticks. I mean, that's the reality of, of this Chiefs offense this year is you cannot get to a point where you're behind the sticks, especially in the game like this where throwing is going to be at a premium. I mean, if you're talking about a situation where you run the ball on, on second down and you get three yards and first down, you had an incompletion. Now you're at third and seven, uh, you know, third, anything over third and six, third and seven, that's going to be more difficult in a situation like this because of the cold. It's just, that's the reality. You're, you're not going to be running the same routes uh, and throwing the ball is going to be difficult just because, and catching, like I said earlier, I mean, it's going to be a rock. <laughs> that ball is going to be very hard. And the Chiefs, with as much as they've struggled with drops this year, getting and staying ahead of the six, I think, is a huge deal. Uh, so I 100% agree with you on that. So I think, you know, when you start looking defensively and what the Chiefs' offense needs to do uh, as well is they need to be physical from the get-go. Like, they cannot go into this game and be passive about it. They're – I'm not going to give my prediction yet, but I will say this. Based on the injuries the Dolphins have had, based on who is not going to play in this game for the Dolphins, there's no way the Dolphins should win this game. But the problem is Kansas City has lost games they should have won because of the problems that they continue to have with penalties, drops, and uh, you know turnovers. And that's the other big key. Keep the ball. Don't turn the ball over. You want to know who's going to win this game? The The team that's going to win this game is the team that doesn't give the ball away, especially on short fields. I will tell you this. Uh, a, a, I agree with everything that you just said, and I do think that it's about taking advantage of what's there. Um, this is going to be the coldest game Patrick Mahomes has ever played in. The second, the current right now before they play this game, the coldest game he ever played in was his first start which I was at in Denver. It was a modest three degrees at kickoff. It only got colder as the game went by. And I'll tell you this, Patrick Mahomes was not affected by that. 
the cold weather games he's played since then, he has not been affected. It's about the catchers. So in terms of setting up the offense and how many times they attempt to throw the ball, I don't think that's on Patrick. I think it's about how well you get warmed up. And I, I hate to put it this way, but I like the concept. Another must-have key for me is putting the pressure and using this surrounding and the elements to put pressure on those Dolphins. I want them to slow down the pace. I want you to keep the defense out there without those nice warm jackets over their shoulders as long as you can in between plays. I want you to take it to them and make them stand out there and be cold for longer so that you know how you're attacking, and I think that gives the Chiefs an advantage. So it's about managing their tempo as well as it is about managing what they're doing on the field. Yeah, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier as well. And and you look at guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle when they're not on the field, they're going to have to be keeping warm. And I'm not talking about just putting a coat over them. They're going to have to be keeping their legs warm too. That's a huge deal. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be dealing with it, don't get me wrong, but the Chiefs have played in this kind of type of weather several times. This is not the typical type of weather that Miami plays in. Uh, and most of the guys on their team, I, I shouldn't say most, there are some guys on their team that don't have much experience in this type of weather. Tua is one of them. He hasn't played in a game that's less than 20 degrees in his ability to play in cold weather games hasn't been great. So when you talk about Mahomes and what he's able to do in these types of games compared to what they're doing with Tua and, and what he's been able to show, that really favors the Chiefs going forward into this game and, and really going forward uh, in the playoffs because I do think that they're probably going to be playing in cold weather for quite a while if they make it to the Super Bowl. So, you know, lots, lots there to worry about when it comes to that. But you know, the other thing that I think actually works in the Chiefs' favor, or just in general, I think helps in this game is you're not dealing with snow when the game is playing. You're not really dealing with precipitation, at least as as of right now. It's not right. scheduled to be snowing <laughs> right now. It would be a whole different ball game if it was snowing and you're still dealing with those temperatures because the wetness of the field is going to cause issues as well. But you're not going to be dealing with that. So I think that that should help. Uh, and I fully believe that the Chiefs are going to be ready for it, mainly just because their equipment staff usually get them ready for the games and, and know what is going to be working on the Arrowhead field uh, despite the temperatures. I think that's going to be something they can use to their advantage. Agreed. I think there's a couple of players you have to watch out for on the Miami Dolphins defense, first and foremost being Christian Wilkins. Uh, I don't even know how to put it, how impressive it is. If, if there are two guys in this ballgame – that are going to be, you know, over a sack and a half. It's Chris Jones and Wilkins. That's that's who they are. And I'm comfortable with that. I feel like the interior three of the Kansas City Chiefs will be able to deal with him. There's Jalen Ramsey on the backside, who I do feel is, because of his injury status uh, is not 100%, but is still formidable, right? So what can you do to force him into decision-making points? That's what I want to see. If you're going to just play your three by one formations and leave somebody out there on an Island with them and basically decide not to throw at them. I think that's a mistake. I think there's something to be made there this week. And I hope that they do that. And then the third guy well, for me on the defense is Riley, who is a backup playing as a, the starting linebacker. I do think Travis Kelsey has some room to run there. Well, and I'm, I'll be surprised if they don't put Ramsey on Kelsey at times. I do think that that's probably going to be one of the things that they're going to do. But if I'm Kansas city, I don't, I'm not going to say that I would come out running the ball and run it, directly at you know a guy like Jalen Ramsey or, or try to run it to where you're making the corner make the tackle 
But I would say that do some of the short stuff that you have. Put you use some of the wide receiver or tight end screens. Make him be the guy that has to break down and try to do some of those tackles. Take advantage of the fact that you know he's already hurting. That knee is not going to be helpful in this type of weather. So take advantage of that. Uh, and you absolutely are correct. I mean, Christian Wilkins is the guy you have to worry about when you start talking about the, the Miami defensive line. I think the thing that benefits Kansas City so much is without Van Ginkle, who they just lost, and without Jalen uh, – uh, without why can't I Waddle. remember the guys? <laughs> yeah, without him and without uh Bradley Chubb, you're sitting in a situation where they don't have their pass rush like they normally would, and you'd have to maybe give help to other positions. I think you should be able to go one on one in a lot of cases across the defensive line or across the offensive line, except for when you're going against Christian Wilkins. Give him help, give Trey Smith help because that's probably where he's going to line up. Take advantage of what you have there. Uh, and as far as you know. The the players I'm looking for on the Dolphins, I think you're absolutely right. I think Jaden Ramsey is going to be a guy that you're going to have to figure out how you're going to beat him, uh, regardless of how injured he is. He's obviously going to play. Uh, the bigger question is, is I would imagine both the safeties play. It seems like Kyle thought that they would both go and they're and they're questionable. So I would think that that means that they're going to play. But if one of them doesn't go, you have to try to take advantage of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's where you have to try to attack. You have to try to attack the middle of the field and use. Uh, the different guys that you have on your roster to be able to do that. I'm really curious to see when you start looking at this game, how the Chiefs offense is going to attack and what they're going to do and how it might look a little bit different than it has the previous couple of weeks because I do think that Andy has a different plan going into the playoffs. Agreed. The last key for me is defending what I think is probably a no-brainer at this point. Everyone knows about Tyreek Hill and and trying to pressure Tua. Those those are pretty – uh, fundamental ways to attack this Miami Dolphins team. But without Raheem Mostert, who is hurt, or even if he does go uh, in, in a diminished capacity, is it about A.J. to me? Uh, and it is about the fact that Chiefs rested their linebackers last week. That was specifically for this guy. If you take a look at the stats, not only is he an explosive runner and does he have speed to run away from everybody except Legereus Sneed on this defense, he also is a very accomplished uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. And should the Chiefs be able to take away Tyreek Hill? And if Waddle goes him as well, if he doesn't, certainly it will be easier. You're going to have to look to how can they exploit and use the running back in that fashion. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. But it all comes down to wrapping that all together in a game plan you can execute. So how do you see this going down? With the weather the way it is, uh, I will say this. I'm At least as the last weather report I looked at it, it looks like it's going to be negative 17. That's what it's supposed to feel like at kickoff. The nice thing, and I say that, I should say that in quotes, the nice thing is that (laughs) it doesn't appear that wind is going to be a huge factor in this game. Uh, It could be 10 to 15 miles an hour, but that's nothing compared to, you know, what Buffalo is going to be dealing with in 20 to 30 mile an hour winds uh, with the cold that they're going to be having to be much, much colder. So, uh, I still think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think there's going to be a ton of throwing in it. I would be sh- a little surprised uh, that if both teams combine for over 50 uh, attempts uh, unless the Dolphins just get to a point where they get behind and they feel like they have to, th- to throw to catch up. I mean, that's possible. Uh, so I think that there's going to be a r- lot of running, so I think that you're going to enjoy this. Um, I, to me, it's the first team to get to 20, and – that could be difficult for both teams in this game. Uh, I think Kansas City wins, though. I'm going to go uh, 21-13. Okay, I like it. Uh, for me, it's going to be the last team to get to 20. Uh, because all these factors aside, I do think 
Um, with the way that Arrowhead's field plays, I do think they're going to be able to do some things, like you said, as long as there's not snow and the wind isn't crazy. The wind changes everything. If that should decide to start blustering, uh, that's going to throw a, a monkey wrench into what I'm thinking is going to happen. But I do think you're going to see some chunk plays. Um, whether the safeties play for the Miami Dolphins or not, I think that there's opportunity there for Patrick to take advantage of. Um, so in the end, I think they do a better job, much like they did against the Bengals, of moving downhill, of incorporating the run game, whether it is Isaiah Pacheco solely or whether you're filtering in um, some Clyde or hopefully I'd like to see more P. Ryan after last week. I thought that was uh, encouraging. So I do want to see enough volume there that you're able to just kind of grind it out. But in the end, I do see the Chiefs winning this 23-20 and probably not that close with maybe a last uh, a last drive they have to defend from the Miami Dolphins. We'd like to know what you think is going to happen here. Put your comments down below with your predictions, uh, as well as any other comments you have about the show. We appreciate your time and being with us. I hope you guys are ready. For those of you going, make sure that you're well bundled and be prepared for that cold. I was we'll in take- Green green bay this year and it was tough i gotta tell you and from everything i've heard take cardboard it will help you insulate your feet and you won't get as cold uh as quickly so take cardboard use it in the stands and stand on it yeah have a have a good time out there uh we will have a show for you live post game uh availability is going to be a little bit tough for me we'll find out what happens but we're looking forward to it hope you're ready for wild card weekend because we certainly are We appreciate your time and checking us out here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you then.